When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is January 7th, 2019, the first Raw of the new year. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Mr. Matt Morgan, coming along soon. Interesting Raw, a Raw of the new era. Raj, when are they officially going to start? When's the new era officially begin? Yeah, I remember uh, I remember getting criticized a couple of weeks ago when they said they were going to shake things up and things were going to be different. And I was like, man, that episode wasn't different at all and people were like you idiot they met in two weeks when you know after the holidays you idiot and uh here we are tonight nothing felt different i didn't think tonight's episode was necessarily bad or anything i thought the second hour was terrible uh i thought the first hour was you know i i, I love the gene okerlund tribute i thought Absolutely. that video was amazing and then the third hour i thought was pretty good i thought the sasha and naya thing went way too long but uh, outside of that i thought uh it was a good ending um sasha almost died in that match um but outside of that not not a bad raw at all um so but just it just feels like nothing's changed as far as shaking things up you know kind of uh re you know shaking up the formula the formula is exactly the same no, so it's, I mean, it's starting to feel like the empty promises of, a you know, coincidentally, a New Year's resolution. Like, I'm going to eat better in the New Year. I'm going to start exercising. Hey, dude, it's January 7th, Glenn. What's up? It's like, well, I'm going to get to it in January at some point. Somewhere in the New Year is my resolution. Not the start, but within the New Year, we will get a new, new era. You just got to ease into these things. You can't make, you know, a complete life change like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's totally how it felt. So, um, you know, from that, from that point of view, I, I you know, I'd like to see some major changes creatively just with how things are structured with, with just the formulaic way they do things every week uh, that they've been doing for over a decade. I mean, uh, just how the, the shows are structured. I think it, it needs a little revamping, um, just, just kind of changing it up. But they're so set in their ways that I honestly feel like the only big change that's going to come is just these NXT call-ups. And, you know, they do that every year. It's, it's not something that's uh, necessarily a big change. Yeah, Matt Morgan, it's a new year. It's a new era. How pumped were you for tonight for Raw? Very pumped because of Hogan coming back. I had no idea Cena was coming. Did you guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Cena, they had advertised over the holidays. But, uh, yeah. Usually it's whoopee-doo. But, I mean, for him to kick off Raw, that was pretty cool, right? Um, cool show. I liked it. Okay, well, let's jump right into it and talk about the show. Do a recap. Um, started off with the graphic 
commemorating uh, the passing of WWE Hall of Famer Mean Gene Okerlund, who passed away at the age of 76 last Wednesday. Horrible loss to wrestling, an icon who will never be forgotten, blazed the trail really for the modern commentary, uh, the Howard Cosell of the WWE and sports entertainment. Um, And of course, it was a tribute to him within the episode. And then we cut from that to a backstage brawl with Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins, several superstars trying to break it up, getting involved, and went out into the floor of the Amway Center um setting up what would come later but first we had john cena return to the ring and cut a promo uh denouncing his entry into the royal rumble talking about his aspirations for wrestlemania 35 what do you think matt as far as the cena return was this different than the previous times that uh yeah yeah can you see and hear me well uh coincidentally matt we can hear you but we can't see you so what more is apropos to talk about john cena's return um did this feel (laughs) different to you, to me, this felt kind of like the standard, I've been gone, now I'm going to come back and tell you how my head and heart are still in the game. You can see me now, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, very apropos. Um, I, what I didn't like, I'll tell you what I didn't like. I didn't like him shooting down Drew mm. with his, his boring diatribe of, you're just another guy saying the same thing everybody else says. Yes, John Cena. That's what happens when your King Banana is the next upstart comes out and calls you out. That's how this works. It's called a wrestling program, John. That's exactly how it works. So guess what? You're pointing out the major problem that you've been there too long and you've been on top for too long. So therefore, the promos are going to always sound similar to one another. They're either going to crap on your wrestling or they're going to crap on you for burying young your kids because you do both. So... Mm. Either either earn it, you've earned it, so wear it and figure a different rebuttal. But don't shoot down the talent for pointing out that they're they're out there to get you. Drew put you over on top of it. You know, Drew did the class. What we are taught to do in heel promos is you put over your opponent first, and then you talk about uh, beating them. And that's exactly what he did. He didn't take any shortcuts. He didn't mock how crappy Cena is in the ring. Um, he didn't do any of that. He did a, a classic heel promo, and John, still with that ridiculous ego of his, you know, shot it down immediately. And I didn't like it. He should have put him over. He should have been like, I've seen what you've been doing, and I know who's next on your list. It's obviously me. It ain't going to happen, and here's why. That's all you had to do, and he did it. Yeah, you know what, uh, Matt, to your point, I, I felt like Drew wasn't saying what everyone else says in their promos. What, you know, what AJ and, and Dean would always say is, oh, you're a part-timer, you don't have that desire. Yes. And, D, and, and Drew wasn't saying that at all. He was saying, no. you're the best of all time, and I want to be the best. No one's yep. been saying that with Cena. So it was right. completely different. So it, it, I totally agree. Um, to me, this felt like this is going to be a WrestleMania match. I think it's going to be Drew and Cena. Um, I mean, there's no other, you know, really obvious choices. I, I don't hey, think they'll Drew. do Cena and Undertaker again. I, the only thing I worry with Drew, you gotta. I would hope that he's going over, um, he but if he doesn't, we've seen what happens in years past with Bray Wyatt and Rusev when they had their Mania match with Cena. They had a ton of steam, had the Mania match lost, and then just kind of floundered. Never really got to that level again. It's like, but John does not have to win. There's no reason for it. Right. But I could see Vince being like, oh, he was squashed by Undertaker last year. We don't want him so, to lose again. So. Well, you know, the, Vince has the guys he sees as top guys win, you know, even if they don't need to. 
he has to see Drew differently. The guys you mentioned don't look like Drew. I agree, but he's already had Drew losing to Dolph and Finn. I don't have answers for that. I don't. don't. Well, Drew goes down to get into it with Cena. Out comes Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. Out comes Seth and Dean. Uh, And this turns into a six-man tag match when Finn Balor comes out. We get John Cena, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. And this was the first half hour of the show. Yeah, man. This was great star power. Great star power. But don't you think in a six-man tag, though, it sort of takes away from the unique specialness of each individual in the story? But this was a a very crowded show, wasn't it? So um, I I liked how how long they gave them for what it's worth. The match I thought was great. Yeah. The action. Anytime with Seth, you can always count on Seth and Dean and some of these others to to pick up the pace of any match they're involved in. I know we got on them about you know the rest holds you know when they had their singles feud. Oh, you know, a couple months back, right at the pay per view. But like any match they're in, when there's tag matches, for whatever reason, they make. Same with obviously Balor, they make it more exciting. Yeah, I thought the match was good, but I thought it just went way too long for a match with no stakes. You know, um, I'd rather these guys be used um, separately throughout the show instead of front loading the star power and, and then spreading it out more. I just thought you know, forty minutes almost went between the promo and this match. And uh, really, for no reason, it's it, just to set up another Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose match for you know for later in the night. I, I just felt like. Do you guys think he was supposed to go through the table off that body slam? Uh, in the main event. Yeah. What did he, he he went through it right? Yeah, but it was like a very soft body slam. I almost think he wasn't supposed to go through it. No. Uh, I. Can I, I have didn't to slam watch him again. hard. You guys got to watch it again. It was a very wimpy body slam. Like he was almost placing him hmm. to do something. I don't know what the something would have been that he did after that. You know what I mean? You got to watch it again. He, he put him down kind of ginger. I just, yeah. On top of my brain. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. Um, so the faces won that match. Seth Rollins, John Cena, and Finn Balor. After that, Seth Rollins stormed to the back where we saw Triple H talking to Sasha Banks and Bailey. Rollins went to the ramp. Uh, and demanded a rematch with Dean Ambrose, which was set for a false count anywhere match for the main event of this show. From there, WWE Hall of, Fame, uh, Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan was walking backstage wearing his Mean Gene Omania t-shirt. Back from the break, we saw some star reactions and tweets to the passing of Mean Gene Okerlund, and out came Hulk Hogan. Okay. All right, guys, really quick. I got to get this off my chest. I was irate that they showed, sorry, that they showed Hulk Hogan walking around backstage like he's fucking, like he's Rusev getting ready for a match or some shit. I wanted to hear the pop of that arena blow off the place when his music hit, when Real American hit, and they shot themselves in the foot by going backstage and playing that of him walking to the ring. You know what I mean? You don't do that with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it takes the kind of the anticipation factor out a little bit. Uh, do you th- his music hitting unexpectedly? Hell yeah! <clears throat> do you think because the crowd, you know, he got a good reaction. It wasn't an overwhelming reaction. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, guys. Yeah, for his first time on TV in in almost four yeah. years. Kind of mad at Orlando. I, I was like cursing at my TV. 
Yeah, which is that's his home state. You know, it's a, it's Florida. Come on, guys, what are you doing? You spoiled mother effers! I was yelling at the the TV. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, uh, the reaction online, I mean, made this seem like it was going to be very controversial. Um, I thought that the somewhat tepid reaction was a reflection of that. I mean, regardless about how you feel about Hulk Hogan, ha has enough time passed? Has he atoned? Uh, certainly. Forever associated with Minji Oakland. Come yeah. on, dude. The, the, the people in that arena are not the same people that, he, that 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 know what happened and what he said. They're just not. Yeah. Not not the majority of those fans in that arena. No way. These are families that. Oh, wrestling's in town. Oh, okay. Shoot, Hulk Hogan's gonna be there. Oh my God, I used to watch him all the time when I was a little kid. We got to get tickets. Yeah, and you know what else? I just wonder if this generation Hogan's too past you know like it's just he's too removed like, from this generation like superstar is he like superstar billy graham remember when superstar billy graham came back to wwf when we were kids i didn't get it I right didn't see what the big deal was when i was a little kid i said he had tie-dye shirts i thought that was cool but like other than that i didn't get it i didn't understand who he was what he was about because i was a little kid still right and i understand why everyone had such a boner for him you know what i mean my dad went bananas over it i remember <laughs> I didn't yeah. get it, though. I wonder if it's like that now for Hogan. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. Rush, I, could, I could see that being part of it. Even though you remember last year at Raw 1000 and the pop that Steve Austin got, granted that was New York, but that place went crazier than any other wrestler, uh, I think, any other pop probably that entire year. Um, so I almost feel like they're more this this generation is probably a little more tied into the Attitude Era, not so much the '80s. I don't know. I mean, Gene yeah, still, you know, they're very respectful to the video. I thought that video was amazing. Um, the video was incredible, and the tribute to Gene was incredible. I mean, such a legacy left by the man. Yeah. I mean, every single one of us. Someone was saying this on the radio I was listening to, and they were talking about how, uh, you know, wrestling when you were a little kid was synonymous with that Hogan promo with Mean Gene, you know? Well, you don't mean Gene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every single, you know, every one of your friends, they start their wrestling impersonation usually with that sentence <laughs> even yeah, aj styles remember at raw 1000 when he was interviewed by uh not not raw 1000 sorry oh yeah it was raw 1000 when mean gene did the cameo with aj and and aj started off the promo well you know mean gene he's like ah, i just i just been wanting to say that since i was a kid yeah man that's that's it right there yeah i mean gene i, I love that they included some of the moments like uh him dropping the F-bomb when the, the yeah. SummerSlam backboard <laughs> dropped at, <laughs> with the Rick Rude promo and then him telling someone to put that cigarette out. <laughs> yeah. I they could have shown three hours of Mean Gene highlights and I would oh, have been man. completely satisfied tonight. It's It just shows what a difference they have with off non-wrestling personalities in, in WWE now, right? They try to make them all the same cookie cutter. And you just look at how much personality Gene had, and it made oh, the wrestlers oh. better by, yes. by by doing that. Oh, big time! Hell yeah, dude! But he was he was so over. He was like my sixth wrestling figure. I remember getting. Yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, people are pointing out I, I, it was Raw twenty five, not Raw, Raw one thousand. But yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was as synonymous. One sad thing in that video was just seeing how many people are, how many of those legends in there are no longer here. You know. It's terrible. Like Hulk could have kept going on and on about other matters. Yeah. It could have been about a royal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The Earth, there's so many people. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think part of it was okay. So remove the Hogan controversy, and I don't want to discuss that again because I feel like we've 
taken up a long time of this podcast and we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. You have your feelings about it. People, I think, know where each of us stand to a degree. Yeah. Let's look at Hogan's promo after. Now, granted, I'm not going to judge the way that anybody mourns. It's not for me to say how you want to pay tribute to someone that you're missing. But I think Hulk Hogan comes across, Mean Gene has a certain charm about him. You know when you see certain bands or artists from the 70s and you go like, okay, well, that still holds up. It's still good. And whatever right. seems outdated about it is really charming. Hogan, I think he comes out there and he starts doing his shtick. And it's like it's like watching Paul Stanley from Kiss. You have to be a really big Kiss fan and in the right mindset. A kid today would see that and be like, oh, <laughs> hey, who's this old guy spouting yes. off some... I think that know? happened tonight. Yeah, he's a little too hair metal for uh, the current <laughs> audience. Which is all I listen to, for the record. Yeah, and nothing wrong <laughs> with too. that. I love me some hair metal, but I think that's that was what was most telling tonight about this, is that it's the reason the Attitude Era is still very relevant to today's audiences, because it doesn't feel like that long ago, and we've evolved along those lines. And those promos don't feel dated. You know, an Austin promo doesn't feel dated today. Yeah, um, I, I will say this about Hogan. I, I you know, uh, I'm, I figure, you know, you know, my take is after a while, you, you know, you got to forgive at some point. Um, but after seeing him tonight, it was nice nostalgia thing, kind of, you know, and, and him paying tribute to Gene, it seemed very fitting. But I have no desire to see him in, in a, in a, uh, a weekly role or anything like that no. or, or being no. on TV a lot. I mean, once I in a while is fine, but yeah. And then not to apologize, except or even condone uh, the WWE bringing him back and doing the merch tweets and all that stuff. But let me say this after tonight, let's let's go out on this note. Let this be H Hogan's last big appearance fine. on WWE. That's fine by me. Yeah. Or maybe a, you know a WrestleMania cameo backstage or something like that. But once in a blue moon. Once in a while, yeah. Yeah, but this tonight, you know, his style, the tribute was great. Uh, but yeah, I don't think uh, this gels with the uh, the current product. His yeah, him, him naming some of the the guys that are no longer with us. You just hear some of those names, and they they're just not that old. Randy Savage, Mister Perfect, um, you know they they weren't that old when they passed away. So it's just, it's just I don't know. It's, the segment was it was great. The video was great, but it was really sad as well. <clears throat> So we got plenty more to talk about, but first I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, SeatGeek, getting tickets online. Oh my God, is it complicated? You've heard us talk about the problems, the challenges. Where am I going to be sitting? Are these tickets guaranteed? Will I definitely get in? Oh. SeatGeek makes it so simple with hundreds of sites, varying levels of reliability. It is hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. They pull millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seat you want for a price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. They got me into Evolution. They've gotten me into so many shows. Mean Girls on Broadway. Uh, I'm getting, going to see Robbie Williams in Vegas coming up in March. SeatGeek made it happen. It is fantastic because the way they make your ticket buying experience easier than ever is by searching multiple ticket sites and grading every ticket based on value. They help you immediately identify the best seats to fit your budget, and every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Raj, you've heard him talk about it. Lady Gaga, the Broncos, Bon Jovi, so many events. So and and uh, we're going to Hugh Jackman. Got my seats on the nice. Seat Geek. He's he's got a concert. Uh, my wife uh, concert doing what? Songs. <laughs> Greatest Showman, biggest selling soundtrack of the year, biggest selling album of the year. Yeah, I guess it's like uh, he does songs. I don't I don't know what else. It's uh, 
my wife was saying she, or some of her friends asked us to come along and she was like you know don't buy anything we use SeatGeek, so you know let us let us get the tickets you know it's a it's a much better price uh i don't know much about it i haven't looked too much into it but i i think it's next month yeah hugh jackman but we, tickets your on seat geek your wife was pretty clutch by telling everyone that you guys are going to use seat geek huh yeah, yeah, no, she yeah. knows. I mean, you know, we 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 we're actually also going to um, uh, Nuggets game next Friday, so um, also oh. use SeatGeek for that. So, I mean, we use it for everything now, and you know, you got Royal Rumble coming up, Takeover. I mean, it's just tons of events coming up. WrestleMania season, Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, uh, tons of NXT shows, all your WWE live events, just tons what, of stuff. What's the code that viewers can use to get uh, so? Yes, you can make SeatGeek your go-to source for everything of sports, theater, wrestling, comedy, and more. I've got the app on my phone. The easiest way to shop for tickets, and you'll get $10 off your first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Lumberjack match for the Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, Raj, can you recap this quickly? Set up what happened. Lumberjack match for the raw. T- oh, um, no, it was just a tag match, right? The revival. Wasn't, yeah, no, it was, it, was just, the, it was the titles, man. The revival versus Chad Gable and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Great job, Raj. Yeah. What, what did you say? For the lum- lumberjack match for the raw. Oh, lumberjack, the I, thought, I thought you said a gauntlet match. I was like, okay. no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lumberjack match. I don't know if there's much to say. Uh, the, the Gable and Roode picked up the win. They had, was it Dawson? Um, Ash Dawson, one of the guys, uh, they pinned him, but his foot was under the ring. So there's another, uh, you know, I, it's weird. You would think that Gable and Rude were the the heels in this, but they got a, a tainted win again. Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's a, a sound like a broken record. I, I just wish they'd do more with Rude. <clears throat> if I were to type in my opinion, it would just be the letters E and H and then dot, 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 dot. Eh. <laughs> yeah and that's uh that's unfortunate because i mean they're all really talented guys again oh my god right yeah you know it's kind of like what i you know what i said a couple weeks ago you with the revival you buried them for so long yeah. do something to give them a, a shot in the arm you know i i pitched the idea of putting arn anderson with them or just just doing something that gives them uh, that gives fans a, a little peek a little uh hint that you're actually making an effort this time this is for real as opposed to just doing the same thing. Yeah, they're getting TV time, but they're not really being used much differently. The tag teams aren't, I mean. They are not. Hence why my boys, the Young Bucks, smart, coming up with their own company. But Yeah, we'll talk about that after this. And, and uh, Kenny Omega leaving New Japan, so we'll get into that. And also, Matt, uh, uh, Glenn seems to have fallen off. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be reconnecting here in a second. But Tuesday nights, tomorrow night. The first of our post SmackDown po- podcast every Tuesday, we will be doing oh, our I'm SmackDown so reviews. Talk about, I'm so pumped to talk about SmackDown. You have no clue. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a breath of fresh air. So definitely looking forward to that every Tuesday. Uh, we will have no podcast this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we'll have the Winkly on Thursday, and then next week the Winkly Tuesday through Thursday at noon. Uh, three days a week, moving from one day to three days a week, and then every Monday night, Tuesday night. Glenn, myself, Glenn, myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, uh, will be doing the SmackDown review. Uh, so definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So up next we had Elias. Um, well, first we had the uh, the promo for Lars Sullivan, Lacey Evans, Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, uh, EC3. 
uh, fun little fact, Lacey Evans actually wrestled on main event tonight. Uh, yeah. And so did EC3. EC3 beat Kurt Hawkins. Lacey Evans lost by a submission to Natalia. So you want to catch these guys before they make their main, you know, their Raw or SmackDown debuts. They will be on this week's main event. So is that technically a debut then for Lacey? I don't know. I don't know if they'll count it as that. or the, It seemed very odd that they put him on main event as opposed to maybe just a dark match, you know? I didn't see the advertisement, though. What was the advertising for all of them at once? Well, they're advertising. They're, they are doing all like putting all their promos together at once. But I don't think they're I, I don't think that means they're going to debut all the same week, uh, even though I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few of them the night after the Royal Rumble. If not, maybe maybe all. Of them. Who knows? I, I thought we'd see at least one this week. And, you know, we do got Smackdown still. Glenn, you're back. Yeah, sorry, I had a computer issue. Raj, if you could go with the recap, uh, I don't have that up on my phone. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so those were dark matches tonight for Lacey Evans and EC3. Uh, what happened next on the show, Raj? All right, so next we had Elias. Elias losing steam quickly. Um, yeah. He starts cutting his promo, just feels he, he needs a little freshening up. Uh, he st- starts to perform a new song about Baron Corbin. Corbin interrupts. Um, he says he's here to help the fans because we don't need it. We can't stand another mind numbing performance, blah, blah, blah. That's this leads to a match Baron Corbin versus Elias. This match also seemed like it went way too long. And basically, uh, Corbin rammed, uh, so, uh, okay, let me, let me go through the finish here. Elias dropped Corbin, went to the top rope. He went for a flying knee, but Corbin rolled out of the way. Corbin comes back and dropped Elias with the right hand and rammed Elias into the ring post and nailed the end of days for a clean pin. I mean, it's a clean win. So uh, we're in January. Uh, if you're losing clean to Baron Corbin in January, yeah. chances are you're not going to be in a big match at WrestleMania. <laughs> you don't think so? Come on. I don't think so. I think pre-show uh, or Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Okay, if he is, he wins it then. I'm saying it right now. I hope so. They, I, I just don't see why you haven't lose to Corbin right now. When Corbin, it's kind of tainted. Like the the McMahon's blamed him for Ross sucking. It, it doesn't matter. He had so much TV time. He had so he has so much heat built up. And my thing is, they should. It's another situation where they booked themselves into a corner, like they did when Seth Rollins was going against uh, him earlier on, where both young talents lose out. Like, like one of them is always going to lose out in this scenario. They should not be anywhere near each other yet as they continue to both climb the ladder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or do a non fin. you know, I'm not a big fan of non finishes, but they make sense <clears throat> once in a while or have a, you know, Corbin sheet to get the win, do something to Long protect Elias game, a little yeah. bit. Elias, yeah. yeah. I mean, Elias was hot there for a while, man. They, they kind of dropped it. Yeah. Glenn, your thoughts. If you can hear us. Well, they just haven't given Alliance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they just haven't given Elias much of substance lately, it seems like. You know, I mean, he does these segments and he's over in these segments, but there's not much as far as these feuds that I think is really uh, been something the audience could sink their teeth into. Yeah. And with Corbin, I mean, where do you go after being ousted from that role and having all of the, the piss poor creative blamed on you? <laughs> I like that he's still wearing the shirt and vest, though. You know, just for the job you want, not the job you have, right? <laughs> I guess so. Hey, um, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Um, whenever I use my yeah. phone, whenever I use my yeah. phone, if I take it off Wi-Fi, it comes in better, believe it or not, than it does huh. with Wi-Fi. So try it. Okay, I'll, I'll give that a try. Yeah, sorry about that. 
no problem. problem. Um, uh, so, so back to what you were saying, though, it's like um, I, they, I don't like when they put these two guys that I would consider on the same push level. Do you know what I mean? And one has to lose out. I don't like that. I think it's stupid. And look, and they did it to Elias twice in a row, right? I would argue him versus Rollins was the same scenario almost. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was really climbing and we were like, dude, he should be Intercontinental Champion and they wouldn't put him over for it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that seemed like he could have used it a lot more than Dolph Ziggler at that point, you know? Yeah. I, it's you more know? than Rollins could too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they did that. Um, Corbin with the win. And, uh, oh my God. Next we had uh, uh, Braun Strowman coming to the ring big pop he's just standing in the ring he's waiting for lesnar uh paul Heyman and and brock lesnar appeared on the screen uh they're just stalling and it was just a really awkward it was like Strowman, you know the the what's that called again glenn the man in black thing the where you you blank the person out yeah uh, i believe the neuralizer the neuralizer is like someone took a neuralizer to Strowman because he just seemed like he had no clue what he was doing out there um, they were just kind of stalling, uh, Strowman saying, get these hands, uh, just, it was just a really awkward segment. Like they just completely forgot what they were doing. Uh, finally Lesnar comes out, uh, Strowman standing in the ring, Lesnar just smirks, walks around the ring and never enters and leaves. So this is basically like every Lesnar segment, you know, every other Lesnar segment that they've ever done. Except usually in the past, Lesnar would eventually get in the ring, yeah, and it would be a little more. It'd be way more interesting than what they did here. This segment, right. probably the worst Brock Lesnar segment I think I've seen. Right. Wow, I mean, since yeah. it, you know, oh, at least it, since his return uh, before he left for the UFC, I wasn't expecting to see him tonight. Was he advertised? Yeah, yeah, he was advertised. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Matt, your, your thoughts? I don't on see this? Braun going over. No. Yeah, no, nothing. Just, the, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head. I wouldn't say it was the worst ever for Brock, you know, since his return, but it wasn't positive. It wasn't good. There was a huge gap there for a while when Braun was just standing in the ring looking like a doofus. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't think it did him any favors. Yeah, some people bring it up that maybe Braun is not cleared yet, and that's that's definitely a possibility, oh, but, I, but I it still made it. Yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he probably isn't. He's still not wrestling, but still he to just stand there. I mean, it's just the scripting of the segment. It was just so odd. Um, you could have done this a very different way without having to get physical. Right. No, you're right. Glenn. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I think with Braun, we've all wanted to see so much for him. This promo segment, regardless of whose fault it was, I don't see him not getting punished for this um, and uh, kicked uh, to the back of the line again, you know? Yeah, I don't see him winning at the Rumble. Uh, that leaves, like, who's he going to face at Mania? And I don't know. Maybe Undertaker? Maybe something like that? Yeah, yeah. maybe. All right. So they hype up uh, Alexa Bliss's new talk show for later in the night. Uh, next, we had Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox versus Apollo Crews and Ember Moon. Apollo Crews and Ember Moon won. Haven't they done this like the last four weeks or something where with Apollo <laughs> beating Jinder in some fashion? 
hey, he needs wins. So he's got a lot of wins to make up for. <laughs> yeah. Well, Moon got the pin here. Uh, Ember got the pin with the Eclipse. Love that move, but um, it, no, just filler. This is just filler. Just filler. Uh, next, we had the yeah. moment. Oh, sorry, Glad. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, you know, I liked the last man match at the end, but I think the rule for the new era should be: have we seen these same performers in, in the same segment in the last, you know, four months? And if so, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, bring different. in bring in enhancement talent so you could have Apollo Cruz get some wins without beating the same guy over and over. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Uh, next, we had this uh, a moment of bliss segment with the, uh, Alexa Bliss's new talk show. Obviously, she's not cleared yet. Uh, the fact that she's giving her, they're giving her her own segment leads me to believe it's going to be a little bit before she is cleared. Um, yeah. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully she's okay, but she's yeah not cleared right now. Uh, her first guest, Ronda Rousey. Uh, Rousey comes out. Just, talking about how there's been someone who's the heart of raw and and uh basically really putting over someone strong reveals that it is um sasha banks uh she really puts sasha banks over while taking shots at charlotte flair and becky lynch uh bliss joked that bliss say, said basically that she thought rousey was talking about her backstage nia Jax comes out and then Sasha comes out, and this basically sets up Nia versus Sasha. The winner uh, faces Rousey at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I think just with the setup, the, the fact that they've done Rousey and Nia, Rousey's already won a couple times. You kind of <clears throat> knew that Sasha was winning, uh, which I'm all for. I'm, I'm for a new opponent for Rousey. I'm for Sasha getting something. We've been saying, right. about, saying that forever on this podcast. Um, so they have a match. It was a pretty long match. I, I actually thought it was too long. Um, and- who Sasha? Sasha and Naya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like you know, there's certain people like you know, if it's Sasha against Bailey or Sasha, you know, just with they certain opponents, a multiple segment match. Yes, right. Yes, and Naya is not that opponent. No, she's not. So they went just they just went way too long, but they picked it up at the end. Uh, there was one brutal spot where they were outside on the ring apron. Sasha went for her Karana on Naya and, you know, with Naya's size, if she didn't go over and Sasha basically landed, looked like she was going to land on her neck. It looked pretty brutal. Did, did you see that spot, Matt? I did. How much heat do you think she's going to get online for it? Do you think it, so? It was actually Naya getting a lot of heat for not rolling with the her Karana. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Which is weird to me because I feel like that's something you should not be doing with someone Naya's size. No, you're supposed to snap the person back up. I would never take Rana's. I would take the cruiserweight and against their momentum, swing them back up into a power bomb. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, did you see that spot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was paying attention during it. I think um, I don't know, it was Sasha, but she's on one hand. I feel like Sasha's taken so many, you know, near miss uh, could be catastrophic moves over time. Yes, um, I agree with that. My main mm-hmm. thought with all this is how long is it before we get the women's tag titles? Because I feel like yeah. this is the the this is the rivalry, right? Tamina and Nia versus Bailey and Sasha for the tag titles. So with Sasha in this match, I think it's gonna delay the introduction of those titles to at least Elimination Chamber. Yeah, or it could be WrestleMania. I mean, maybe if you're gonna introduce it, might as well do it on oh, the big yeah, show. Maybe. Um, yeah, Vince McMahon bringing it up on the Christmas Raw. Have they talked about it since? I don't think they mentioned it once on the show. 
I didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah, and no Vince, no Stephanie, no Shane tonight. Just Triple H in the backstage segment. I think did we did we talk about that the backstage segment with Seth Rollins where you yes, granted him the did. match with Ambrose tonight? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So anyway, um, Sasha won by with the bank statement in the middle of the ring. Uh, Nia Jax tapped, and Sasha is going to the Royal Rumble to face Ronda Rousey. Um, and after the match, Bailey came in and celebrated with Sasha. So. Yeah, Sasha versus Ronda. I bet you that match will be really good. Yeah. I think yeah. So. I mean, they get time to rehearse. Ronda has, you know, exceeded expectations every time out. So I, I think this is going to be a really good match. So hopefully they they do, uh, they're a little creative in the buildup and, and not just the standard stuff. Uh, finally, the main event, Falls Count Anywhere match for the WWE Intercontinental title, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Uh Another long match, but it never dragged. I thought uh, it was crazy brawl that started off, um, started off backstage, and you know they ended up fighting to the ring, um, going back and forth. Rollins at the, at the end of the match, Rollins hit Ambrose with the stomp. He went for the pin, and then out of nowhere, Bobby Lashley showed up and pulled him out of the ring to booze. Lashley then kicked the crap out of Rollins, rammed him into the barrier twice, uh, hit hit the Dominator, and then Ambrose got the win. Afterwards, Lashley nailed Rollins with the spear and then, or, or I'm sorry, he, he nailed him with the spear before, but after he put Rollins through the table uh, and that's pretty much how the show went off with Lashley posing over Rollins. Um, that was a good match. I don't, I don't know if it's a good idea to be beating Rollins so much if your plan no. is indeed Rollins versus Lesnar. No, it's not a good plan. <laughs> um. You know, I always bring up uh, the Rocky, um, the Rocky analogy. If you're having Rocky versus Drago, you don't have them both losing half their fights before they move. You know, ah. meet at the end. You know, you want the ultra baby face, ultra heel, and uh, yes, and then they clash peak. at their peak. Exactly. So, you know, granted yeah. they they protected him, but you know Rollins has lost more than he's won lately. So. He, he lost to Lashley via DQ, I think, last week. He, uh, he's he, 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 let's say he did win. Bottom line is the lasting memory as a wrestler, what we're taught is you close the show. The bottom line is what was the lasting fan saw? A dead body, Seth Rollins, and Bobby standing over him. Yeah. That's more important than, I'm telling you right now, than a win. In wrestling, in wrestlers' terms, it is. Yeah, it almost makes me wonder if they're not going with Rollins and Lesnar because this is this is the time of year where you really start building uh, the momentum. Yeah, yeah, you're freaking right, man. So, anyways, that was the show. I thought, um, you know, I was saying earlier, I felt like it wasn't a bad show, but it didn't feel like you know they promised this restart and shaking things up, and it just felt kind of like the same stuff. I'm not paying attention to that part. I'm okay about those (laughs) been up to the restart. I'm, I'm paying attention. Tonight's show was so star-studded, it was insane to me. Because of that, I'm giving them a B minus. No more Cs. Yeah, I'll go with C plus. I thought the second hour of the show just sucked, um, but the first and the third were good. I mean, the first was it, again. I thought it went a little long, but it, you know, the Gene stuff, Hogan back. Um, I thought the main event was good. And- Cena back. Uh, uh, what's his name? Braun Strowman was there. Brock Lesnar appearance. I mean, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it, it definitely had the stars, but I thought again the the Lesnar versus Strowman was a big thumbs down for me. Uh, and I was I'm always pumped for a Brock Lesnar appearance. 
Uh, Glenn, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Raj. I would say a C plus would be even a little generous, just because I think Matt, to your point, it's kind of the problem with Vince's logic a lot of the time, which is, well, we'll just have Brock there and people will pop for Brock because it's Brock. I think it's more important what he's actually doing and giving them something of substance. It's not enough just Definitely. to have star power. You have to use them effectively. But that's why you couple in Braun Strowman's return, John Cena's return, Hulk Hogan's return. Yeah. I mean, but did any of them do anything? Hogan's promo we'll be talking about because it was Gene Okerlund. Oh, I but were any of these other segments? Honestly, yeah. for those guys, except for Braun, is their entrance. That's their draw. That's their allure. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I almost feel like the Cena, even the Cena Drew stuff, it like it felt like something big there for a minute, and then just turning into a six man tag, I almost felt like they should have left or left with Drew, you know, taking with Cena the out stuff or whatever it was going to be. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, still, tease us for something more, you know. Yeah, exactly. But still, uh, like like I said, I thought it was. It definitely wasn't as bad as I think a lot of people are saying online. <clears throat> I think expectations just get high when you have all the McMahon's out there saying how they're going to make all these changes. What First Raw of the New Year. What are fans saying online about it? What, uh, what are they hitting on? On our uh, poll on the on on Twitter, there's these polls for what they thought of Raw, and it's almost all uh, thumbs down. Jeez, yeah. So um, anyway, first Raw of the new year. I think it, the the viewership should be way up. I think they did. They, yes, and it was a blowout championship, national championship game too. By the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Raw two weeks ago on Christmas did 1.7 million viewers, their lowest Ooh. ever in history. By far, uh, New Year's Eve up a little bit, 1.9 million. If you know, with their the past times they've been on uh, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, you see like a 30% increase the week after. So, should be back to like 2.5 million, 2.6 million this week. So, uh, this is the time of year where WWE starts getting their momentum back. They go on creative cruise control, you know, through December and then they come back in January. So, uh, this is when the big guns should start coming out. And just in time, too, because we got the Royal Rumble. We got AEW announced last week. Um, the Young Bucks and Cody, their executive vice presidents, Tony Khan, uh, part owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his, his father, uh, Shad Khan, as uh, the main owner, uh, billionaire funding this venture. Um, Matt, your thoughts? I'm excited as hell for them. I am. Um... I hope it hits big because they're missing a huge WWE window at the moment, you know, mm -hmm. um, an opportunity to sign there and make some good money. But uh, we know they would not be used correctly. It's a fledgling tag division. They're not going to be singles acts, right? So typically, um, I really, really want it to blow up, you know. You, you feel so emotionally invested in them between there being the Elite Series and how much work they put into editing and Guys, to go to Japan to begin with, you're always tired when you're wrestling there. You're never not tired, okay? It just sucks in my <laughs> Yeah. Get in there, hey, let's edit this. We got to redo this. Let's reshoot this. Let's do – oh, my God. I would be the crankiest cast member ever. They'd kick me off after episode one. Um, I tell them go after <laughs> themselves every time they want to re-edit things. You know what I mean? There's no way I'd be down for that. So I give them all the credit in the world for entertaining their fans. And now – they got it to such a, a, a bloom, you know, the flowers bloom so much now and blossom that there's a, a, they feel there's a need in the niche in the marketplace for a new company, you know, headlined by this 
those particular guys. What do you think they need to, to succeed? It's hard to say because today's dynamic is so different than what it was. It's a complete, um, it's a completely different landscape. It's now not just if you get TV, you're good to go. That's not it. WWE changed everything with this over the top, uh, stuff and having the network. Right. Um, so it's like, before it was like if you had a good TV deal, it's it's some decent talent, some names, you'd be okay, and maybe you'd have a shot, right? A, a little bit of a shot against WWE somehow. You'd never beat them, but you'd have a shot a little bit, right? Um, I don't think that's the way it is anymore. It's just so different, you know how how do we judge it? How do we judge how they do versus a WWE? Do we just not compare it to WWE whatsoever and just keep it as its own entity and judge it on its own accord? You know what I mean? How do, it's so tough to say. And is that, you know, because if, if, if they are going to be, if they're not competing with WWE, if they're kind of, you know, at the ROH level, is is right. that seen a little too crowded already with with ROH and Impact when and New you Japan? Say it that way. When you say it that way, it does sound yes. But if, which I don't think they can do, I hope they can. But I don't think you could catch that lightning in the bottle they did in Chicago. I don't think that's going to be a weekly thing. The, the, those emotions in the arena, right? Yeah. Um, at emotional investment. Uh, because everybody felt like they were contri- those fans that were there that night felt they were contributing to the guys they loved so damn much, right? So every fan knew they were like part of something, and to get them to get to the show it was kind of like okay, um, Wayne's World when they were creating the what, what the new Woodstock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Wayne Stock, yes. The Wayne Stock, right? It was kind of similar to that. The fans all went to it and went crazy over it because they felt they were contributing toward it financially, right? They were willing mm-hmm. to spend their money, the disposable income, to make it happen. I don't think you could ask them to do that on a weekly basis. I yeah. Think it, you know, I will. Personally, I definitely will. I don't know how many mad fans there are like I am, though, about it. I don't know. Yeah. Lunatic fans like myself. I don't know. And they definitely have a strong base, right? Um, right. You know, all in. Uh, but at the, you know, the being the elite series, you know, they, you know, get 150 to 250 thousand uh, views per week on YouTube, which anyone can get. It's easy to access. Uh, to make this promotion work, I, I think you're you're going to need a lot more than that on a weekly basis. You're going to need money coming in. At the same time, you don't want a TV deal that's too good because if you're not. Ex- um, you know, hitting the station average, you're going to get canceled pretty quick. If if they got like a TNT or TBS, say something like that, their yeah. station average is like 1.3, 1.5 million uh, wow. viewers a week. That's a big, you know, that's a big task. It's, it's almost like with TNA, when they started with Spike TV, I mean, it was the perfect situation for them because Spike was it only was. averaging like 400,000. TNA got like 850 on their very we first episode. show on there for the longest. Yeah, and and they were averaging over a million for a long time. Uh, It's almost like if you did something like a WGN, uh, they did the the all-in pre-show. WGN averages 350,000 viewers a week. That's very hittable for them. Um, And it's a much better TV deal than Pursuit or, you know, some of the other stuff that's out there. The the B-in sports. That's where Impact is moving to this Friday. Shut up. Yeah. Yep. They're, They're on a channel called Pursuit. That's right. <laughs> when did this happen? 
yeah, this happened a few weeks ago. So, uh, well, it was announced like a month ago, but yeah, they, and they're off Pop TV um, and are moving to Super Pursuit, which is owned by Anthem, and they're moving to Friday nights at, at 10 o'clock. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, they're also going to be streaming on Twitch, so not many people get Pursuit, so a lot of people have access to Twitch, so they'll be able to that's watch good. it that way. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, is if you're not WWE, the TV uh, landscape hasn't been very favorable. I mean, New Japan's been doing you know good numbers for access, better than their average. Well, who but says WWE is doing good. Well, as far as money. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. not as far as viewership, but as far yeah, I mean, okay. if yeah. So um, one thing that is going to be interesting to see is Kenny Omega announced that he is no longer with New Japan. Um, he lost to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. If you haven't checked out our post Wrestle Kingdom podcast with Kelsey, and and uh, check that out, uh, it's on our YouTube channel and our, the podcast. Um, Kenny Omega gone. Um, I think his contract is up at the end of this month, which would put him out of the Royal Rumble. Um, but WWE has reportedly made a big offer for him. Uh, All Elite Wrestling obviously wants him. C- can they? You know, like, can they offer WWE money right off the bat without a TV deal announced at least? Uh, without it, you know, they're going to be yeah, announcing their double or nothing show coming up in, in Vegas in either April or May. But uh, what can they offer Kenny Omega right look now? Look at it this way. If they're, well, we don't know. We don't know what their financial situation is, right? We don't. There's so many variables. So yeah. instead, I'd rather talk about what, what it would mean to each company. Um, if he signed with AEW, it's a game changer for them as far as them having a must-see performer that's red hot, that everybody loves watching perform. And I don't mean just in the normal smart mark kind of way. Everybody universally loves to watch Kenny Omega's stuff, right? He's as hot as hot can get in wrestling. And He's he's the he's the headline act for that show immediately, obviously for AEW, right? Uh, whereas WWE, we all want to see him go there too because we want to see now that the you know the argument would normally be he's too small, they'll screw him up somehow, blah 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 blah, ad nauseum. But now because AJ, the Daniel Bryan, the CM Punk, all these smaller sized guys, it's a different different landscape nowadays and the hope is if he does go there he does get a legitimate shot and we do get to see some cool matchups we do get to see aj styles versus kenny omega you know oh my god i would blow the roof off the place um daniel bryan versus kenny omega there's so many cool matchups um you know what i mean so it's it's a cool it's a cool time to be a wrestling fan just monitoring where he goes at the moment yeah, so apparently New Japan have said that, you know, obviously AEW is direct competition for ROH. So it's causing ROH to up their deals that they're offering wrestlers. Uh, New Japan will only work with ROH right now. They're not going to work with AEW. Why? Uh, just because I think they had to choose. They have a relationship with ROH. They got the big Madison Square Garden card coming up. So wow, I think that hurts AEW a lot. And if they don't get Kenny Omega, I think that hurts them a lot. I just don't know how much... Yes. A promotion on Cody and the Young Bucks back as the top stars can, can I go. Agree with that. I agree with that. That's why it, it's vital they get him. Yeah. Uh, one Somebody more name. Come on. I mean, you know. You, they're going to get Kenny gonna Omega? Get 
I think they will. I mean, it was like the thing when the Young Bucks weren't in the original announcement signing and then signed today. Because what they're going to offer these guys is something massive. Well, they signed on the first because they, they had to technically wait till the first because their contracts with ROS are torn up. Okay. What they're going to have to offer them is ownership. They're going to have to offer them a share of ownership. I mean, Matt, could you imagine if a promotion came to you at any point in your career and said, you're going to actually own a piece of the company, a significant right. piece, you're going to have creative control, and right. you're going to help build this, and you're going to profit off of it long after you're actively wrestling. Does the mark in me, the little boy who grew up a WWF fan, take over and go, here's my shot. Not only here's my shot with them, but this is probably the best shot I'm ever going to get with them. I don't know. That's This is where wrestlers become bad businessmen. Okay, because we are all marks for ourselves. Let me be very clear about that. I don't pretend I'm not, and every uh, most of them all are. You know, and we don't know there that he's being offered ownership. If he does, you still got to look at it this way. Let's say he's being offered seven figures by WWE. Well, they have to. No, no, I agree with Glenn. There has to be that type of offer because sure, not be able to compete with money. No way. Well, they got a, a billionaire backing them. Oh, right they now. might have a billionaire. We don't know what he's invested in, it, do we? Uh, it said that he's coming in heavy, like they're offering big contracts. I was say, brother, I can have a hundred dollar bill in my pocket. Don't mean I'm spending a hundred dollars. No, not for sure. Yeah, but right. it, it's being said that the, the, he is. This is going to be the most financial, uh, heavy investment into a pro wrestling company since WCW went out of business. Oh my God! All right, I like hearing that. But at the same time, <laughs> how many big name free agents are there now? AJ Styles' contract is coming up this year. Nakamura. There are some big names that that are out there. As far as Kenny Omega, you know, again, if he's got a seven figure contract from WWE, if he gets offered, you know, a stake in AEW, whatever it is, uh, if he gets offered more money from AEW, it's still a gamble because you don't know where it's going to be in in a year with something that hasn't really aired yet. You know, that has not no track record. And if he hits in WWE like AJ has, he's going to be set for many years after he's done. That right. royalty check will continue to come in. I have a royalty check that comes in still. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I can't even imagine like, what theirs must be. Yeah. So, And it's one of those things. If he waits a year and, and AEW doesn't take off, and then you know, uh, there's those big money offers. WWE isn't going to come with that much money next year or two years from now, whatever it ends up being. Well, it depends. If they blow up, they will. If, if they blow up. up and Kenny's the marquee yeah. player, yeah, they will. Okay. Exactly. That's the gamble. Um, that's the gamble. Yeah. I know, Matt, you and I always talk about how much we love the Attitude Era in the 90s, the WWE right. versus WCW. I don't want to get my hopes too high, but I so badly want this thing to succeed. Uh, rumors of them wanting to get Goldberg or signing Goldberg to something. Now, obviously Goldberg's not going to be a weekly wrestler, but if he's in an ambassador type of role that shows TV companies that they got a huge name involved with the promotion. Um, and maybe he does a match or two here or there. Um, maybe he, you know, does a couple matches and then puts somebody over, but I think it's a very smart move. if They did uh, attach Goldberg to that brand. Well, let me ask you a question. On the Indies, there's a company called Big Time Wrestling. Yeah. And they would bring in like a Goldberg, right? He wouldn't wrestle. He'd be there to sign autographs. And now, his name was attached to the company. And I would argue the house didn't draw as well as they would if it wasn't like, say, um, Buff Bagwell wrestling, wrestling in the main event for them. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's more of a, like, from a licensing perspective. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay. Okay. Like you, it shows TV executives that you got a, you know, just a, a big name that they would recognize. Because most, let's face it, most uh, 
most people don't know who Cody outside of wrestling know who Cody no. or the Young are. Almost no. everyone that's followed any sports, uh, you know, has, knows Bill Goldberg. You know, um, yes. So I agree with that. Yeah. So it's very interesting times indeed. Um, so we are going to be at the AEW rally tomorrow night. Uh, we'll have any news <laughs> and, and and stuff that comes out from it. Where is it? It is in Jacksonville. It is. Yeah. So how how far are you from there? Two hours, but I got a, a different rally. I got to go to tomorrow night. Yeah, and you got a podcast tomorrow night. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, that's not till after hours for me for work. That's like yeah, gotcha. Um, Glenn, you, any other thoughts to put a bow on this? No, I, you know, I think it's, more competition is good. Anything that keeps the WWE from being lazy, I think. Uh, benefits all of us yeah the best thing for a wwe fan would be for aew to be uh ultra successful because absolutely they're super complacent without any competition as we've seen yes um yeah and yeah also also tomorrow night smackdown is in jacksonville just like uh, a walking distance from where this aew rally is going to be really yeah, so uh, supposedly that's a coincidence. I don't know. They, they're saying that that's the earliest they could get everyone from, you know, from Japan because Cody and, and the Young Bucks all wrestled at Wrestle Kingdom, Hangman Page. But they could have done it on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, so I don't know. If... California is a lot closer. Coming back well, Jacksonville that. is where uh, Tony Shaw's and the Jaguars are located. Oh, they're, so their offices. That's yeah, it is, right there. That's yeah. the link. Yeah. Okay. But still, uh, it's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be an interesting year. Um, so really excited about it. Uh, Glenn, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, everybody. So tomorrow night, SmackDown coverage live. Immediately after SmackDown goes off the air on the East Coast, tomorrow it'll be Raj and Matt Morgan. Uh, going forward on Tuesdays, me, Raj, and Matt, the crew back together. Every Monday, Tuesday night, pay-per-views as well. Uh, Wednesday, the running podcast is off this week, but next week it'll be the Winkley with uh, Nick Hausman and Justin Labar. And uh, Matt, what do you want to plug before we take the film? Not a SA. Cool, man. Raj, anything on the site? Ton, tons of stuff. We got interviews with Gail Kim. Uh, <coughs> we got PCO coming up. Uh, the, the the founder of wow, uh, Glow, David McLean, uh, with his Women of Wrestling coming up on Access. Just a, a ton of stuff coming up, and and that's already there. So check it out. Every day we got an exclusive interview. Don't, so definitely check it out. Don't get me started on PCO. I don't understand you fans. Why you're <laughs> impressed with this crap? I don't understand it. <laughs> Real quick, but don't you think that's a fascinating story that he was a Quebecer in the 90s and he's now here he is and he has a resurgence in you know 2009 looks like an old man still wrestling though I can't take my eyes away from seeing that yeah he once he was once in the main event of Madison Square Garden uh, card against WWE champion Bret Hart and he's going to be at this ROH show at Madison Square Garden you know what is it 25 years later whatever that is Huh. I mean, good for him. Personally, happy-wise, I'm obviously happy for him, any wrestler I am, to be successful. I just don't get what the link, the, the fans' draw is to him versus any other vet who's still in the business 20 years later, you know? Well, his style and everything has completely changed. Have you seen any of his matches? Like, Yeah, his busted-ass moonsault. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a Terry Funk moonsault. <laughs> it's busted-looking. It's not pretty. Yeah. 
absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. <laughs> I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Appreciate a follow, and we will see you back next year on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Block.